We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, welcome back to the Hack It Out Golf Podcast. We've got a special guest for you tonight. He's a three-time winner on the European Tour. I think he's won 10 times on the Asian Tour. Has been ranked as high as 59th in the world, is what my research is saying. We've got Scott Hend, otherwise known as Hendy. You might see him. We've got quite a vocal voice on Twitter. We're going to talk to him about tours. Lots of chat about tours at the moment. Looking forward to hearing what he's got as a DP World tour player or my old school European tour player I still call it that um yeah should be a fun episode Scott welcome and thanks for uh joining in thanks for your time today no worries my pleasure what's happening yeah all good we're going to be talking tours tonight Greg and Lou how are you both Doing really well, mate. Looking forward to this fellow interview. I know, I know it's your yeah, favourite subject, on you too. Uh, yeah, I know. We, uh, yeah. we only take the opinions of Aussies on this podcast, <laughs> don't we? Right, right. We've had Leash on, uh, and uh, now we've got Hendy. I tell you what, we'll keep rolling after this, get some more Aussies on. If we're not the number one golf podcast in Australia, that should be a problem, I tell you. Hen- like, Hendy and I are very popular down there. We move I was going to say, we have two of the most popular Australian golfers of all time now. One features on the pod and one now as a special guest. Um, there how, we was go. my, how was my intro, Scott? Was my, my stats quite close there? Yeah, mate. I don't mind what people say. You can, you can say whatever stats, mate, because you can... Go on Wikipedia and fix these things up if you really want anyway. <laughs> you can say whatever you want until someone finds out it's not true. But a pretty good, that's a pretty good resume. You know, you've got pedigree. How long have you been on the European Tour Stoke DP World Tour? How long have you been on tour now? Well, if you count where I didn't have full status, which um, is uh, playing bits and pieces since the early 2000s and then finally yeah. got my category, I think, in... 2014, finally in the women's category. And um, have you and Greg, have you crossed paths in real life before juniors back in the day, or have you played? Have you guys crossed? It's a setup, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't suggest this at all. Uh, <laughs> he just wants to rub it in that he beat me in the schoolboys back in the day when we we're little. Little. Is that little <laughs> Did he putt you to death? Did he, Scott? He probably, probably putted you did. off the course, did he? 
Alex. It's the usual chip and putt, chip and putt. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no rules against it. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> oh, excellent. So we're going to talk tours. We're going to fire first question at you today, um, Scott. So what's the general feeling about the European tour or DP World Tour? Um, about how your options have been handled. Obviously, there's a lot of talk at the minute with the LIV Invitational, what might happen if you play in it compared to if you try and play in other tours. What's the feeling like going around on, well, for you and just going around on the DP World Tour at the minute, reference to how your options have been handled? Well, I think I've got a little bit of a biased sort of opinion on it in a way because I'm a member of the Asian Tour and a member of the DP World Tour. And... For the last couple of years, obviously the boys in Asia haven't been playing at all. And then the guys in Europe, we've been playing for, I'm not, I'm not complaining, we've actually have been able to play, but playing yeah. for very, very small purses and having to travel a lot. So in saying that, guys have sort of looked at it and gone, well, if we get an opportunity to play, then we'll, um, we'll, we'll play. Otherwise, you know, we've had so many times where we've been, not being able to play for big big prize purses. And you want to go out and – because we're, we're not on pensions. We don't get the pension, same sort of pension scheme that a PJ Tour player does and all the benefits they get of being a PJ Tour member. Yeah. So in that regards, we want to go and try and play these things. And everybody has a different way that they're going to be treated by the tour. Um, I guess a younger guy in Europe who's their brand ambassador, say, for the DP world, is going to find it hard to get a release. An older guy like myself who, let's be honest, I don't really care about very much because I'm not one of the opinion and two, I'm, two, I'm getting old, they might see a little bit more favourable for me to go and play it. Right, interesting. So, yeah, so basically there is a little bit of people are possibly a little bit frustrated that there might be some restrictions there in place subject to how almost they're felt of as valued almost on the DP World Tour is kind of what you're saying there. Is that fair? So you look at it, you have a guy, say, like uh, Westwood and a guy like Alter, who are their, their Ryder Cup stars. Yeah. Not going to want them to go and play in an event, which is in the UK. Same as, I guess, uh, you know, your Ryder Cup stars or your, your PJ Tour stars when, when the tour, when the Live Tour actually comes to the US. They're not going to want those PJ Tour guys to want to go and play an opposing event in the actual country where the, where the, organization is is based yeah yeah so hendy how does this work for you know the live tour do they they own the whole asian tour now educate me a little bit on that and and what does it mean for an asian tour member can they just roll in and play all eight of them like how like are they what have you got to do there if you're a member of both tours asia and europe like you say you have you got to get a release even if you're part of the asian tour well live is a a separate identity to what's going on in the asian tour They're, they're two separate identities the Asian tour has been injected with funds from from the Saudis, so they've got three hundred million to work with for their for the ongoing of the tour, which is fantastic for them because, like I said, for two years they've had nothing and then they're really struggling, and now they've got the backing of of Saudi Golf. The way guys can get in if you're an Asian tour member, last year's one and two from the Order of Merit will get all eight starts on the Lib Tour. Um, current Order of Merit of the Asian tour. I think it's uh, three guys or two guys will get in. So of the international series, that is. So there's, there's this international series on the Asian Tour at the moment, which consists, I think, it's going to be 10 tournaments of $2 million a tournament. The current order of merit on that 
if you're on a certain position, you'll get a start in the live event. Right. As remember, you're able to go and play it as many as you want. Or if some of the guys like um, Tom Kim, who's playing this week in the PGA, who won the Korean Order of Merit, he won the Asian Tour Order of Merit last year, he's going to be exempt for the whole eight of those events. But he got a phone call from the European Tour saying, if you go and play in these events, we may not honour your exemption on the European Tour. Now, there's a 20-year-old kid who's got eight tournaments of 20 million plus of 5 million teams that he's able to go and play in. I, my advice to him was go and play the whole eight because you make money, just go to Q school. Don't worry about that exemption from winning the Order of Merit in Korea and, and which gets you the exemption on the Asian tour, onto the European tour. Go and play these events. This can set you up for the rest of your career. If he plays great on this live tour, he can end up making it. I mean, who knows how much he can make in eight events. He's a great player. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Lou, That don't you think that's, that statement there is... A little frightening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the thing, yeah, the thing I don't, uh, that I I think I heard you say that they told him they may not honor his exemption. They weren't, they weren't very clear about it, were they? Yeah. Was it it almost like a veiled threat? Pretty much. Pretty much. If you go go and do this, then you're going to be at the mercy of whatever we decide to do. Well, I, and and I would push back and say, well, what what is your decision? His exemption isn't going to be like a full a full ride of every single event on the on the European tour. So he needs to sit there and go, well, I might get whatever the, how many starts and weigh it up to what he's going to do. Like I said, he's such a young guy, he's such a talent. He, in, in my opinion, he should go and play all eight live events. And then see what happens because he, he can always go to Q school. I mean, how are they going to say to a guy who plays a live event, sorry, you can't come to Q school? Yeah, that's a really right. good question. I don't know if it, how it works, Greg, on the PJ Tour as well, but that's such a good point that I've not heard anyone talk about. And this is why we have people like Scott on, who's obviously in the thick of it, um, who maybe looks at it at very different angles. I don't know if other people have seen this, but... Not being exempt, not getting your exemption, like he says, that's impossible. Is it to stop them going to Q school? Isn't it? I mean, how? how do oh, you'd, stop you'd, you'd like that's to think so, but now, the problem, yeah, the problem is, and this is what Hendy's referring to. We don't yeah. know the rules at the moment. We're, I mean, we're we're basically waiting for someone to break the rules, and then they're going to enforce some version of whatever they think is appropriate on both tours, whether it be the European tour, isn't that right, Hendy, on the European tour or the UPGA tour? We don't really know what they're going to do when they say, if someone says, I'm out, I'm playing. Um, and what's amazing is if you look at what flies around on social media, if you look at what flies around within the press, these are people's livings. Like this, this, is, this is Scott's earning potential this is his life and this young kid on the asian tour as a young starter this is the beginning of his career um and he's just got no idea what the rules are going out the disrespect that kind of shows i think to the bigger sidedness of this question is really concerning like that is 
got the guy like young Jed Morgan, who played fantastic in the Australian PGA, won that. And he's got an exemption now for all the live events from Australia, out of coming out of Australia. People yeah. were criticising him for saying he's going to go and play them. But once again, this is a young guy who, I mean, you think about it. Some guys have played 15, 20 years in their career and made six, seven million dollars if you're lucky. He can go out and, and rake that in in two tournaments if he plays unbelievable golf, which he's capable of. Yeah. I mean, there is no guarantee in this game that you're going to be playing next week. There's no guarantee yeah. you can be playing tomorrow. You can get injured on the practice fairway, hitting balls. You go out and play a practice round, hit a tree root, you're out for six months. This is not a not a game where everyone is guaranteed a pension either. Yeah. So, you know, I I'm I know people say, oh, your moral compass is wrong, and da da da. So, well, you know what? Your morals are your morals, and what you think is appropriate is is your idea in your head. This is different for everybody, and the way it stands is I'm quite comfortable to go and play. I can sleep at night. I know what I'm doing. This is my choice. I'm not going to revolve my life around what you think I should be doing. But what's really interesting as well, uh, without going too far down the moral compass route, because I yeah, I agree with your points there, that everyone's moral compass is their own and their opinion, I totally agree, yeah. is that the Asian tour funded with money from the moral compass debated country yep. is getting exemptions onto the European tour well, and no, on onto anymore. other events. Not anymore. The European tour pulled the plug on the Asian tour once the came through with the PGA tour buying into the DP world. Right, okay. That's just it's 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 so much deeper than other that I think people really want to think about. And I think when you speak to someone like Scotty, like I just said, and it just shows you as well how much more of a career chat it is. But Mark, I think the other important piece here that we're learning and people need to learn is not everyone is a Lee Westwood and Phil Mickelson. Yeah, there are the, some exactly. people, there are some people playing it who are gonna play these events who dude, this could frame your whole career. This could yeah. frame your life. This could feed well, you and your family and set you guys up and everybody generational money, right? It'd be yeah. really cool. Um, totally. And I think I mean, there's some of that's lost when we start talking about the big names who have got hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, because well, it's the romanticness <laughs> of, isn't it? I mean, I right. tweeted today because you've got Tiger, Rory, and Spieth paired together in the PGA. Okay, so I I just kind of tweeted something about that. After I tweeted that, I wanted, and I didn't because it's too disrespectful, but in my head I thought, what's the worst pairing then? That's the best one, which everyone's going to tweet about. What's the worst one that no one cares about, that everyone, like they're just happy that they're in and trying to earn some money because we don't ever really talk about those guys. We're only ever really talking about this echelon at the top and then whatever rules apply to them with their millions and their moral compass ideas now applies to everybody, which... Like from this chat, you can see it's not really the same kind of job, is it, for lots of people? Um, it leads me on to my second question, Scott, because you mentioned about the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. Does the DP World Tour have a tricky situation because the PGA Tour is invested in the European Tour? Obviously, now the European Tour, stroke more the DP World Tour, I, like that branding of that new name is so challenging in my head, but maybe that's just because I'm old. Um is it a tricky situation that the European Tour are in? Because they've really got a bigger kind of person behind them, maybe saying, we want this to happen. I don't know. What, what's your thoughts on that? You know more about that than me. Exactly. You would like to think they make their own decisions based on what the, the board and the TPC says. 
But you've got to think there's a lot of pressure coming down from Jay Monaghan and the guys on the PGA Tour because they're so vested in what's going on. They've formed this partnership now where we have a couple of co-sanctioned events on the PGA Tour. One I'm going to be playing in, if I don't get into the Open, I'll be playing in Truckee over at Reno there. It's co-sanctioned. So you'd be thinking now when decisions are made and, and, and questions are asked, you've got to be thinking that there's some sort of weight coming down behind them you would hope that it's not happening, but it's hard to see it not being that way. It is. I mean, I spoke to a tour player this week or couple and a European DPT World War players, and they meant I didn't know that, you're, that the PJ Tour was invested in your DP World Tour. I didn't really, I'd never looked at it, I didn't know. And they mentioned this, and my ears pricked up as like, okay, well, that's a very different discussion now. And like you say, you would hope that the DP World Tour would make the best decisions for its members, uh, for its the people that it's kind of trying to deliver that living for you and its employees. Um, and obviously it probably does think it's making the best decisions because it's looking at longevity and, and pairing with the PGA Tour is a great decision in lots of ways, isn't it? But now there's this new thing on the kind of cards. It does make you wonder just how those decisions are going to be made. It does make me, it makes me absolutely wonder. Go on, Greg, what were you going to say? Well, I was just, I'll just imagine what the European tour has already been going to Saudi Arabia for how long now, Hendy? I think we've played in Saudi Arabia for four events and we've been playing in the desert, all those countries in the desert for what they've been going, yeah, 15, yeah. 16. Yeah, it was there when I was there. I went to Dubai in 97, 96 or yeah. something ridiculous. Wow. So, but my, my sort of crystal ball is, if they're not being influenced by the PGA Tour and they want to do their own thing, here's eight events at $255 million you could add to your schedule. I mean, you could have your own little European tour slash with some extra little special events, World Golf Jam. I mean, it'd be off the charts. Now you're well, a legitimate yeah. competitor to the PGA Tour. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And that's the thing I, absolutely, that's the thing I first thought when this was all hitting. The PJ Tour and obviously the American press and the players with their statements. I get it. They got a massive tour. In effect, uh, golf on the kind of elite stage is predominantly owned by America. It just is. The majors are there, three of them, apart from one of them. It's definitely the biggest audience and it's it's got the stars. The DP World Tour, um, Scott, which I guess you would agree. I, I, I mean, it's a great tour and you've got some amazing events and it's produced some amazing players, but I wouldn't say it's... You know, there's a lot of events where you're like you're saying you're playing for not that much money with four people watching with not that much entourage or TV exposure as well. Um, yeah, you got to you got to understand. We talk about whatisms and whatever, but isms and it's, that's a new favourite catchphrase. I for hate everybody. that. I hate that. We all love it. But we'll talk, talk back here. Obviously, COVID over the last couple of years has really set back uh, European the DP World Tour and the Asian Tour. Uh, Japanese and the Koreans, but the, the US tour just kicked on and the world yeah. rankings kept ticking over. So yeah. 
it's hard to try and progress, especially with sponsorship and businesses where everyone was struggling. And, and now businesses are going like, look, we really can't afford to be popping in $5 million now for this event because we're trying to get back on our feet. So it's going to be a gradual thing. And I know that there was a deal on paper for the European Tour to join the Saudis. There was a deal. Wow. It, wasn't, it wasn't as good a deal as what people were thinking. The numbers were not too bad. But the... PJ Tour came in and offered DP World. DP World went with the European Tour. Then, sorry, DP World went the US Tour. Tour. Yeah, offered the Asian Tour also a partnership, but the deal was absolutely horrendous and a slap in the face compared to what's going on with the Saudi deal. Now, the fiduciary, uh, the the guys in charge of the board they're expected to look after the members in a fiduciary manner. They have to do the best for the membership. So what they've done by taking the Saudi deal on the Asian tour is the best example of looking after your members and guaranteeing your tour will last for a certain amount of time. I mean, like I say, we can all argue where the money's come from, but when you're the guy in charge, that is you are expected to look after your members. So there was a lot of stuff, a lot of political stuff going on in the background between the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, the Asian Tour, all these different bodies. And then, to be honest with you, mate, the PGA Tour and the European Tour, the DP World Tour, they said gloves off. We'll go and play wherever we want. We don't care about the Asian Tour. You guys, you guys are going to be pushed out of the federation. We're not going to let you do anything anymore. We're going to be the heavyweights. Unfortunately, for the PGA Tour and DP World Tour, well, it's sort of backfired, hasn't it? Asian Tour is going to have an event in England. Live Golf has gone, we're going to play in the States, we're going to play in Japan, we're going to play wherever we want. So once who set the example in the first place was the PGA Tour by coming and playing in Korea, then playing in China, then playing in Japan, they go to Malaysia, they, they, they said, we'll go wherever we want and you're not going to do anything about it. Well, unfortunately, that, that chicken's come home the roost for them, hasn't it? It's it's crazy, Lou. What do you think? I mean, it's it's, it's is it making you think any differently? What Scott said, it's, it's quite a different outlook to say some of the conversations we've had, isn't it? It's a very different way to look at it. Um, uh, Scott, does the DP World Tour do they have a players council like the PGA Tour does? Yeah, we have it. We have a players a TPC, and then we also have a board. Okay, and have they have the uh, the, the the players on that? Have they been outspoken about this? I, I haven't followed much of the DP World Tour and how this is impacting them and what they're saying specifically. Yeah, Thomas Thomas Bjorn's been outspoken about it, saying that he doesn't agree with Live Golf and he doesn't like what they're doing and he thinks it's going to ruin golf in Europe and da 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 da. Um, I'm yet to see a proper proper example from one of those guys to me, factual saying how it's going to destroy golf in Europe. I would like to see that. I just hear stuff that's going on and what they say to you all the time. And I just sit there and go, I'm hearing the same rhetoric all the time. You're saying the same stuff, the same stuff, the same stuff. Give me an example. Tell me some evidence that's going to happen. Yeah, you know, this this isn't necessarily a question. It's me more thinking out loud. So we've all read and and two of you have probably heard discussions around how this is going to end up in the courts. And I'm curious if if players that are going to push back against this, if players are going to push back individually or if players are going to come together as one unit and push back as a a single class action legally Um, and feel free to say, I I choose not to comment on that, but uh, I'm curious. I'll comment on it. Do, Do you guys remember a thing called world sports group? Go on. 
So World Sports Group came into Asia and said they're going to take over and form another tour in Asia and kill the Asian tour. What happened was they ran events in Asia. The Asian tour then suspended players and fined them for going and playing in those events because they didn't have a release. Yeah. It went to court. The Asian tour had to pay back the fines to the players and then reinstate them as members on the Asian tour. Wow. Right. The World Tour Group went away. It failed. But there's a precedence, I think, has been set with them with the court saying you couldn't suspend these players and find them for playing this other tour. Yeah. Right. So in effect, right. that's almost like you could argue. I mean, I don't know. My legal knowledge is beyond zero at minus zero, but that's almost like a test case, isn't it? Is what you're hinting at. It's almost like a like everything in law, even when it's new law, we look at test cases have gone before. And that's how you judge if it's going to go one way or the other. In effect, that sounds like a bit of a test case, doesn't it? Well, I'm no lawyer, but just looking at what's happened in the past, uh, there's a little bit of shaky ground there somewhere, and I'm not sure how these... I mean, obviously, these these tours have got big lawyers advising them to do stuff, but I just don't know how it's going to all unfold. And it will go to court. It's going to go to court. There will be some yeah. sort of court case. It's, yeah, it's okay. really funny, too, when you talk to... I was telling this story guys to um someone the other day just at a dinner who knows nothing about golf they were just in the business world now like hang on what you've got a what like ask permission you know mm -hmm. like and i understand the rules but they they said there's a minimum amount and once you've met the minimum amount of events you've still got to ask permission i said yeah i said this they go that's wild right and and they just just in the general business world i think sometimes people are like you yeah, hang on hang on what you're not allowed to go do that because uh, most yeah. people general fans think we just go play wherever you want um, and do what it, and you just can't. Hendy, have you received invites to play in these events? Not as yet, no. Yeah, because I saw they had a, you know, a couple of hundred people enter. I was just wondering who's who's poking out invites because you've you've obviously had you know having a wonderful career. Um, you're a little bit nicked up at the moment too. Have you been hurting lately? Yeah, I've been hurting, but it's just called old age, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, but uh, I thought you're still recovering from my victory. 30, 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I get paired with a left-hander in the last round, I'm always thinking about getting flogged around Royal Perth. <laughs> Fantastic. So, you're, I mean, you're quite outspoken and honest, uh, Scott, which I totally respect, and that's one of the reasons why we got you on. Um, you know, the general, my first question still, general feeling, if you were to put a percentage on from the people, what is that general feeling? Are people frustrated? Are people, are people even a bit scared to be honest, like they don't want to talk about it yet. They want to see what, how it unfolds. I mean, a couple of talkers I spoke to didn't want to talk to me about it with a microphone in my hand. They would definitely talk to me about it when it was just us two. I think you know? some got frustrated. The guys that I saw in Saudi that came from the US tour were all, yep, we're going to do it, we're going to go. They seem to have gone quiet now because I think the, obviously Phil's statement, statement was a bit outrageous, well, not a bit, was very outrageous and a bit of heat come down on any person that said they want to play from the US tour. European guys, a lot of them actually came and spoke to me about what do you think we should do, what I should I do, what I should I do. So we'll apply for your apply for your release. If it doesn't get done, then it's your choice. You you deal with the circumstances that come, and that's all you can do at the moment because who knows? They might say, well, you got a five thousand dollar fine. Well, if you pay a five thousand dollar fine and the last money's one hundred and twenty grand, who cares? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. When do they make a decision? When when will DP World Tour make it clear what you know? When, when will you know what the rules are? At what point do they have to announce it? It's clear that they've released nobody. 
They released Nobody for the Asian Tour event. It's going to be in Sailing Hall the week before the live event as well. Oh, so they've denied. They, they've literally said not released. Yep. I haven't okay. received I haven't, I haven't received anything yet, but I know other guys have received it all. I, I, I stated my intentions to them, said that I was going to do this, I was going to do this, and this is what I'm doing because I've done it for the last 15 years and I support your tour as much as possible. I have not been sent anything yet. I know other guys have been refused. They said, we're not releasing you. They have yet to outline exactly what's going to happen if you go against the uh, the, the non-release. Yeah, that's amazing. Is is that not amazing, Lou? Just to just happened? to just to <laughs> unpack that, Mark. I got yeah. to unpack that just go a on, second. Here. We've got a tour that's been going to that country and that region for over nearly thirty years now. Yeah, yeah. Whose naming rights sponsor quite happily did a several hundred million dollar deal to build a port in yeah. Saudi Arabia, yeah. and they turn around their players and say, "No, but you can't do anything." It does. The, the European, the, the DP tour definitely has such stronger ties to that region oh. that makes it so hard. Right, I get you're already why doing America this. stands on its soapbox over You're already there. dancing this dance. So <laughs> why are you waiting? Go ahead, so Cindy. You, you guys realise that um, Saudi Arabia has a big share in DP world as well, don't you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you can't. You can't go. <laughs> Give me a break. I mean, you look at it, it's very hard to understand. I can understand the threat. They feel threatened. Everyone feels threatened. Yeah. I understand. I, yeah. I think it's it's more about that. Um, if Liv was backed by money from Switzerland, um, I still think you'd be seeing the same reaction, um, right. a, a threat against the tour. And I think it is um, it's convenient to to point out the source of the money and use that as a reason to uh, you know to uh, not allow players to to go participate on live tour um and not getting into the you know the moral compass i mean uh, uh, that aside i think regardless of where the money was coming from the pga tour and the dp world tour would be pushing back against competition in, well in let's be opinion. fair to the pga tour i mean we want a rounded conversation i've not seen anywhere and i put a tweet out on it asking people and they've not stated anything about where the money has come from as far as right. i understand they're just stating that it's a rival tour that yeah they absolutely want to protect their brand and who wouldn't i get that i get protecting their brand and that's cool it seems to be the media that wants to do the spin on the money debate moral compass debate and this as we've said a hundred times and i'm and scott can correct me if i'm wrong here but i know i speak for me lou and greg here at no point are any of us condoling any of the actions of the saudi government this isn't what this conversation is about that's a separate discussion for us that we're not condoling what they're doing i totally don't agree i think it's awful what they do but the discussion about rival tours is actually where this discussion really lies the other part seems to be just bolted on because it seems to do what it did to Phil and anyone else who comes out saying they want to play, which is make them the villain, which if yep. they're the villain, then the PGA Tour don't have to be the villain, do they? That, that's really kind of where that argument goes, it feels like. And I find it extremely disappointing that one of your leading golf analysts on the Golf Channel, Brandel Chambly, oh, and then your other journalist, Eamon Lynch, is all of <laughs> Whether you like Greg Norman or not, they have absolutely pasted him and they're pasting him on his golf record. And I don't understand how these guys get off doing that. Whether you like what he's doing or not, he in the golf world is an enigma. He's one of the best golfers to ever play the game. And the, the, the things they write and the things they say is so off point. I just can't believe they keep just spewing out this rubbish. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you don't, yeah. We... <laughs> These guys don't see that because they're both blocked by brand all the name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blocked by both of those jokers. And it's not even as if I've said anything, it's they just can't take a proper debate. Um, but yeah, I, I hear you there, um, Scott. It's um I, I don't know, I don't Lou say something because I'm just gonna say something really nasty if you just because no, no, I want to keep digging a hole. Dig a hole, <laughs> man. Let's go. No, because <laughs> honestly, I feel like I'm gonna go for beer with Scott and then we can just have this because I to- I am with you hundred percent there. Um Scott, I saw your tweet, I think, Scott, about the balanced conversation about what you know it was we're gonna discuss Phil and it was <laughs> the names we were handled in. Last I, think I, I think it's I true. tweeted something like nice rounded discussion that'll be it's it's literally it's, it's like it's like in the US now you have six guys sitting on a board deciding whether abortion is good enough or not but it just doesn't make any sense does it yeah yeah <laughs> let's move on fast because I don't start me there as well honestly <clears throat> One last question for you, then, Scott. We should, if anyone wants to hear, we should have, we should have. I've got a thing on my phone called Black Twitter, and I would say, Greg and Lou, you're you're involved on my Black Twitter. So it's like you know, the internet has like, so I can I tweet things to you that I want to tweet, but I know I should never tweet. So I tweet them right. To you. I've got I got a couple of people I do that. Scott, we should we should start a group and we can create our own Black Twitter there where we're right. Um, last question then for you. You mentioned this earlier. We've had this discussion in a pod. Um, do you think Phil was thrown under the bus? That's a good question to finish on with this whole conversation because it does definitely feel that as soon as any player announces that they might want to go and earn money, people start getting attacked. The players get attacked. And and, and just before I get you to answer the thrown under the bus question, can anyone answer me this question? I get confused with this because people use the word greed. Oh, they're greedy. They're just chasing the money, just greed. Would would it not be greedy for me just to play Rolex series events and no other events on the on the DP World Tour? You, that's surely greedy, isn't it? Is that not the same level as greed as me wanting to go and play live events? Like, just picking the big money events? Well, I play the the the, the yeah. Rolex series, Lou. I don't know if you know it. They're the ones with the biggest funds, or they were. Is, is that still mm. the way, Scott? Apart from the majors, it's it's the well, Rolex they, series. They, so they tried. They even tried to stop guys doing that by adjusting that, doing a point system instead of a money system. Now to keep your card, so they try to get yeah. guys stop cherry picking, and they have to come and play some smaller events to get more points to keep their card. Which I don't know. I guess Greg's had the same ideas as me. Is the best player wins the order of merit and the, and it should be just done on money, not this make-up win stuff. I mean, how do you have someone who's got 700,000 points that's only made 550,000, someone who's got 650,000 only has has 670 points? I don't understand how that works. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's, it's, all, it's, it's always finding that balance, isn't it, between, um, you know, not all events are equal. And there are some events that don't have as strong a feel and in the past, that is reflected in the cash prize money, right? And so you wouldn't get as much. And so you wouldn't move as far up the rankings. And what the move has been more towards in the last sort of 15 years on both tours is, is leveling that playing field. And so, and a lot of the top guys are actually, it's the opposite effect over here. The top guys are actually getting frustrated in the States a little bit because they're missing out on points when they take yeah. weeks off or don't go play the John Deere Classic or something like that, right? They prefer that state at a lesser, le- those at a lesser level. Um, yeah. And I honestly don't know what's right or wrong because ultimately someone's complaining at somewhere. 
Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, my the... point relates more to the idea of greed, which is always thrown yes. at this, thrown under the bus. And as well, you know, why does any European within reason go and play on the PGA Tour? It's money. It's they want more <laughs> money, and I, that I don't in any way judge them for that. And I appreciate that's who doesn't want to earn more money at their job. If I was to say to Scott now, subject to travel and family arrangements. You know, you can go and play full PGA Tour, every major, literally next year. Do you want to do it? He's probably going to go, yeah. Well, you can't play some DP World Tour events, though. He's probably going to go, well, yeah, I'll just, I can be the same player and earn more money. Like, who isn't doing that? We had a phone call from Greg tomorrow and he said, Scott, I want you to play all eight live events. But you can't play any more European tour events for the rest of the year. Where do I sign? Yeah, 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 100%. 100%. But apparently that's greedy. Um, but is the greedy from uh, playing Greg and want another twenty dollars out of his pocket? Say that again. No, sorry. no he's yeah. He, he said, "Is it greedy if he wants twenty? He's not going to get my twenty dollars out of my pocket. I don't know why he's saying <laughs> yeah. this. We've already proven that yeah. thirty-three years ago. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> don't need another match on that. So back to the normal point. The the original point. Then what's Phil thrown under the bus? Bo- uh, under the bus, Scott. What do you think? I think for what he said, he sh- there should have been some repercussions for what he said because what he said was pretty outrageous really to say it outside um but we do have a point that he was speaking to someone that he's known for many many years and and i always say on the record off the record with a journalist i feel like you're never off the record they use whatever they want to use when they use it he did say some bad stuff and i think it's gone a little too far from what's going on now that's my point of view yeah yeah there we go I enjoyed that, guys. That was fun, wasn't it? Lou and Greg, how you survived? We talked the Lib Tour, and you two are both still... You've not turned your cameras off. You've not turned your mics off. You're both still there. <laughs> we made good. it through. We <laughs> made it through. A, a, a hot topic. Um, very, very... Thanks for coming on, Hendy. Really appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on, Scott. Absolutely. Really enjoyed it. And I think it has, hopefully, for lots of people... I don't know, Lou, what do you think? I mean, it definitely gives it a more human discussion talking to someone like scott who's basically living it and talking with people who are living decisions that are are shaping in effect their career we call it golf but it's their career it's no different for me working in a career if i wanted to be a lawyer or an accountant or whatever a bus driver there's certain rules and and um you know, opportunities that I need to take, but I know the ramifications before I take them at the moment. It just seems like there's some massive decisions. These young guys and older guys are going to need to make, but we're not allowed to know the outcome. It's almost like, it's like roulette a little bit. Lou, do you not, is that what you're getting from that? That's what I am a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's surprising that uh, I, I, I know that they denied everyone the release, but um, if you go play, you don't know what the, the outcome is going to be. Um, it's just uh it's an interesting time and I'm, I'm sure it'll end up uh, being fought out in the courts and, and we'll be talking about this. We'll be doing, we're going to have Scott back for round two at some point, I'm sure to, to talk about what this is like, but um, I think, you know, Scott also brought the perspective that, you know, not every golfer out there is Tiger Woods. Not every golfer is worth a hundred million plus and they play for money. And at any point in time, that could be over. They could go out, like you said, and hit a tree root tomorrow and their career could be done. And so playing for money means you're playing for money. And if you have an opportunity to go play in a $25 million purse and a no cut 48 person event that has a team component as well, I, I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Um, 
that's a it's a lot of money to play for um and yeah, absolutely uh, um, anyway and speaking yeah. of money that twenty dollars greg if we were playing a net event not only would i get 20 but i get a few presses from you as well <laughs> oh my god you don't win anything that's not a team event lou you'd need lou brags about winning with three other people carrying him around the golf course <laughs> yeah. all in the a time. scramble yeah in a scott, scramble. i'm a five yeah. handicap just so you know scott so yeah, scott I'll... and i will take you two chumps on we'd destroy you. Bring it. On, on black twitter he tweets that he's won and he's got other gears that he goes up to what did you win some scramble with some members oh, wow. he, sent us a, he sent us a message saying he just won his thing we were all supportive like oh well done and then he tells us it's a scramble like really seriously yeah. <laughs> told me when you win something that matters mate come on yeah, yeah. <laughs> andy well, thank you buddy Appreciate yeah, thanks it. your time, Scott. Good luck for the rest of the year. Keep up your Twitter. It's a good follow. If you want to give Scott a follow, um, look him up on Twitter. He's definitely very honest. He's always, he's so honest. He even tells people he's going to be honest. So don't follow him if they don't like being honest. And I like that tweet a lot. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Let us know your opinions. I think the DP World Tour definitely um, puts a very different slant on this whole discussion with its connections with that part of the world and the investments as well. And then the tricky side it's in with the PGA Tour invested in it. It's It does to me feel a little bit like it's caught in the middle. And I just hope its members aren't punished for it. Thanks for listening. We will catch you as always in the next podcast.